just hanging in here. I am so ready for this stupid pandemic to be over. Oh my goodness. It's it's not it's not over just because we're over it though. No, it's not. <laughs> it's it's not. not. I, I I have to say it's gotten so bad to where I, I actually think I'm gonna get the vaccine. I was just about to ask you about that. I was just about to ask you. I mean, at this rate, it's, it might be a moot point until like summertime or something because our governor is an idiot. But what made you change your mind? Because I'm tired of sitting at home. I know that's right. And, and see, I've turned a corner because while I would never describe my behavior in 2020 as reckless, mm-hmm. I could have been more responsible yep. with, um, you know, not getting sick. Yes. Yes. Um, but now I'm not doing none of that shit. I'm, right. I'm like, because they're really wilding. They're acting crazy, and the number and Dina, I don't have health insurance anymore, mm-hmm. so I'm scared that they're gonna come up with some pre-existing mess, and I don't want to get a diagnosis and not have insurance. Right. So that's a big deal. I don't like. I don't. I said when we did the little friends episode, I'm not somebody who gets sick very often. Right. Not I don't lose. like not feeling good. I have a low threshold for pain. And so I don't I don't want to get sick. I don't want to experience any of that stuff they're experiencing. And the thing is, it's a toss-up. You never know. You don't know. It's like Russian roulette out How in the streets. How are you going to respond? My sister is sick. Oh, no. Yeah, she's not doing well. Oh, no. Um, we're not particularly close. So okay. I don't know a whole lot. But Sorry she- to hear that sick for a good three or four weeks now oh i'm sorry i hear that i hope it yeah so i mean i hope she does okay too because she's got three kids Mm. um so um i hope she's okay um again we're not particularly close so you know i'm not trying to pour on some false sympathy here or whatever Mm. well Um, we hope she does okay not just because she has three kids but because she's my sister and I, I love her because I she's just, a, right I'm not close to her That's I, just want, I just I just wanted to clarify like you know just because you you, you know we live just, it we want the but anyway to be okay we want her to be okay but exactly this is the closest to home that has been for me I see um and you know and I have a couple of other family members who have been sick and they're all fine now but she's got um she's immunocompromised anyway so mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she was actually one of the first people I thought about when this whole thing popped off because I was like I wonder how she's going to do you know mm-hmm. but I figured she'd be okay because she she stays home mm-hmm. anyway but I mm-hmm. guess you know things happen so it found its way to her yeah mm-hmm. so what about yourself how are things going over there girl listen like like I said at the top I just want to get off this corona coaster like some days are better than others I mean I've, it's been it's been better recently uh, even with all the craziness swirling around um but yeah some some sense of normalcy would be fantastic I need for my college age daughter to go Away. back yeah somewhere um and I don't say that with like a you know she getting on my like it's not that but it's just you know she's getting on nerves I mean you don't love her no less touche um but you know like yeah grown people need to be able to go be grown people at least try it out so you can kind of you know yeah, cut I mean, that. you got so. to learn how to adult somewhere you need to learn how to how to adult so I'm I'm 
yeah so that and my son bless it everybody we just need some sense of normalcy for everybody's for the sake of everyone's mental health how about that yeah so i agree I, I, I might be able to put a, a shot in our arms soon, please. And thank you. All right. <laughs> yeah. So we're coming up on the end of Black History Month. So yes. I'm curious how you have, I know that you have a, a, a strong advocate for Black History Month in your home. I'm curious how y'all have celebrated this year. And see, that's the thing. Like we, we, we have raised little Huey, <laughs> but when we start thinking about all the stuff that you know back over the years you know that's just kind of how we are so in this year I think it's because of all that has happened in the past uh-huh. year and everything that's been going on uh-huh. which is a funny phrase that we laugh about because that's always what you hear people say everything that's going on right everything that's been going on um this year I feel like the Black History Month Grinch oh. I feel very Grinchy um, and I find myself, and it was funny because I I was feeling like this, and then coincidentally, my husband said something similar, and I was like, "Oh, so it's not just me? Like we're both <laughs> feeling grinchy, uh huh? Because it's like, why are we still just doing Black History Month in the month of February? I mean, well. I know the origins, I, you know, I know we'll talk about that, but you know, I I know I know the stuff, and. Mm-hmm. But I'm just annoyed. Like, this is 365. This is history. So, and it and it seems even more performative this year than it's even been in the past. So it's one of those things of unpopular opinion. While I love Black history, clearly, like mm-hmm. anybody who knows me knows mm-hmm. that that's that's how I roll all like, day, every day, mm-hmm. all day, every day. But I'm like really, I don't know why. I'm, I, I guess I'm just annoyed by a lot of things these days. But this year I've been annoyed not by the 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 things that people are learning and or teaching folks during Black History Month because it's sad that that's still necessary. Uh-huh. But why the hell not, Lord, 2021? Are we still doing Black History month on march 1st i need you to keep the same energy i need you to have this energy on january 31st you know (laughs) what's funny about it is i think that with everything that's happened right everything's (laughs) going on (laughs) i think that last year was really like the first year that a lot of people kind of understood all that we've been saying especially in recent years in the, with the BLM movement and so forth. Um, so I think last year was the first year. Um, last summer was the first time that, you know, a lot of so-called allies really started understanding what it was that we were saying and what it, what it was and is that we are asking for as Black people. Mm-hmm. And so... I think that a lot of businesses, a lot of businesses made some legitimate, substantial, and some weak mm-hmm. efforts to expand diversity inclusion within their business and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to, you know, build up their reach. Some people are finding that 
in their efforts to increase their reach and to be more inclusive that they're being called out for previous behaviors absolutely as they should um because i mean we should have known seen this coming dina with the mlk uh pronouncements this year everyone quoting king right how you gonna quote King when right. <laughs> shut your whole face up? Everything Don't. that you do operates in complete opposition to what he said and stood for. Like Bernie's basically said, keep my daddy's name out your mouth. Right. If you clowning that part. <laughs> So one thing I think we, you know, I don't know, I've heard, I've heard, I know things here and there, um, but we don't ever really talk a lot about, you know, the history of Black History Month. Mm, the origin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we know that, um, I think it was Carter G. Woodson was, was essentially the creator of Black History Month. Correct. Um, but what he created was Black History Week. We, well, Negro History Week. Negro History Week. Actually. Mm-hmm in 1926 95 years ago yeah uh yeah 1926 so and, I, and people week. might not know that it was in february because he was because celebrating it was the bookended births. by abraham lincoln and frederick Douglass's birthday exactly so abraham lincoln is february 12th and Fe- frederick Douglass is february 20th and negro history week fell in between the two and February 12th is a great day to begin anything. Well, let's get you, Madam President. <laughs> <laughs> by the way. But anyway, I digress. I'll happy birthday out. to me. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, February 12th is, is, uh, is uh, the be- would, would begin Negro History Week back mm-hmm. then. Mm-hmm. And Carter G. Woodson, I guess they said he never really documented the purpose but we knew that he wanted to uh, emphasize recognition of yeah. Negro impact and the importance of the impact of what Negroes had and done for this country. And I found a really interesting quote by him mm-hmm. where he was explaining why. And, and this is for you all who never know what to say, you know, or who stumble around when they're asking about where's white history month apart Mm. from the obvious Mm. but he said if a race has no history it has no worthwhile tradition it becomes a a negligible factor in the thought of the world and it stands in danger of being exterminated the american indian left no continuous record he did not appreciate the value of tradition and where is he today and I would not, I don't know that I agree with the Negro, the Native American didn't appreciate the yeah. value of history. I think that they had a strong oral tradition. They sure did. Yeah. Um, but every time I think about Natives, I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. they really got a raw deal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They really, really got a raw deal. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we both agree that in, along with Black history, Native history, should be incorporated as a part of of a part of history mm-hmm. i mean i think and another thing that he kind of um you know it's been said that so many uh textbooks and historical views just downplayed or either outright ignored our contributions mm-hmm. and so like you said i'll be the same with natives like you know this was this this was their land like mm-hmm. they, they're not called natives just because it's cute 
right. <laughs> trendy. Like they were here before anybody else got here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I think it was absolutely necessary for it to be created. And he was very forward thinking in doing so. He was, and it was another 50 years before it would be something that was recognized by the country as a, as right. a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you told me that it was the Kent State students. Yeah, some some Kent State students actually proposed it in 1970. Mm-hmm. Kent State proposed Black History Month. Yes, Black History Month. Excuse me. Yeah, Kent State students were they they were not with the shits. Love them. Look, I have they a college not. professor who went from Kent. He was actually at Kent State when the whole Kent State thing mm-hmm. went down, the shooting and all of that. They weren't with the shits. I I love them. Those people. Are, those people are radicals. Yeah, yeah, they they Props they were. State. But Black History Month was proposed by them in 1970. And then um, President Ford ended up in 1976, making it a national observance. So they started incorporating Black History Month, which, you know, I remember Black History Month as something that was a focus, mostly in elementary school, maybe middle school, sometimes in high school. But then once you get out of the required educational system in this country, it's up to you to learn and focus on and, you know, acquire that information that we learn in Black history. Yeah, I mean, and so, and that's really like anything, right? honestly. But What I thought was interesting was I moved from Georgia when I was 29 years old. I left and I moved to California. Um, I had a then... 10 almost 10 year old son Mm. and um he was leaving a an all-black private school Mm -hmm. where they did celebrate black history Mm -hmm. every day right Mm -hmm. and so he he was my you know he was my key into the education system after I left school Mm. so when I came back to California as a 40 something year old, I mean, came back to Atlanta, came back to Atlanta as a 40 something year old, uh, was the first time I saw what you're speaking of, of this performative black history month. And I, I'm kind of reluctant to even use the word performative in reference to some of the people I'm thinking about. Yeah. Because I I love it and I'm here for it. And I never had seen adults celebrate Black History Month, like it was like this was Kwanzaa number two. Yeah. Like they were the I, way that I, we've started to embrace Juneteenth, kind of just like yes, that's more it was, even more it was new thing, to me. But, so mm-hmm. I think I'm seeing people going out and getting these intricate braid styles, and they're wearing their Ankara fabrics, and they're being deliberate in their their wardrobe choices and their Twitter postings and their, you know, everything that they're saying and doing has like a, a blackness to it. And I, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And I had never seen that before. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I was in California and it's a completely different land out there. We're going to talk about it a little, mm-hmm. that a little bit later, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's what you're talking about when you're talking no. about the performative aspect. No, not at all. And that's what I was about to say too, because mm-hmm. the thing, I mean, I say performative, but I love the education. Like mm-hmm. I love that people are learning about more than Martin Luther King, right. Harriet Tubman, um, Carter G. Woodson, 
um, George Washington Carver. Like I love that we're learning about, you know, the the people who invented the um, or the black man who invented the the um, and I'm not going to say names because I want y'all to make sure y'all know who these people are, <laughs> but who invented the stoplight mm-hmm. and the lady who invented basically the um, sanitary napkin as we know it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I love that we're um, learning those lessons. But the thing, I guess when I say performative, because the thing is, my circle of people, like my circle of influence, this is just what we do. This mm-hmm. is this is how we live life. And I have one friend who um, I actually posted her her blog site. I posted a story on it the other day, Melanin Mindscape. Yeah, Shout I saw that. Her. Yes. Uh-huh. She is like a treasure trove. She's basically an archivist. Um, of Black history. I mean, she's about Black history um, or about Black books, Black uh, media, Black shows, and Black History Month is like her jam. Uh-huh. I ain't talking about people like her because this this is like her life work. This is what she loves to do. I'm talking about the people who literally they jump in on February 1st and they uh-huh. out on February 28th, sometimes uh-huh. 29th with their Black history uh-huh. Um uh post or um you know acknowledgments and and stuff like that it's like and I'll give an example of kind of the thing again I just gave that example of melanin mindscape but something that we were talking about in our family the other day you know the kids obviously if y'all been listening y'all know my kids are older but when they were elementary age and they kind of reminded me this the other day but you know you have your elementary elementary school aged kids come home with a project of you know pick a person who did x thing pick a person in history who did this thing research them you know present it my kids were laughing at me the other day how they always whenever they came home with a project like that they always heard from their mama Mm -hmm. okay we're gonna find a black person who did this thing Mm -hmm. and that could have been may 1st it could have been September 20th. Like that was always going to be the answer that they got. We're going to find a black person who did this thing or this thing adjacent if necessary, but a, there's probably a black person in history who did this thing that you can research right. and present because that is the way our history is affiliated just, with this topic. Mm-hmm. You said what? It's somebody black that's affiliated with this topic that somebody, you can talk about. Mm-hmm. Somebody, somebody. So we, we need to I think one thing, though, that I have seen that I I have liked, I feel like it's been more people expressing this same sentiment this year um, than I've seen before. So hopefully we are starting to move the needle towards this is not February. This is Mm -hmm. going to do this 365. Right, right, right. Because it's history. Right. Period. With a T. (laughs) <laughs> you know so I'm hoping that's where we're going but I think again I think this year I'm just I'm kind of grinchy no I get lie. it I get it um I get it um and I think it's you know we're always so quick to say black is not a monolith right blackness is not a monolith you know my blackness is not your blackness but it's all mm-hmm. blackness mm-hmm. um And I just, you know, when we started talking about this, I really was thinking about the experiences I had in California. And first of all, how hard it was for me. I didn't know where the Black people were when I was in Southern California. 
and we had an internet, mm-hmm. but the internet wasn't the internet that yeah. it is now. And so, um, right. yeah, like we had Black Planet. Al Gore's internet. It wasn't Beyonce's internet then. Right. I don't think Black, I think Black Planet was defunct by the time I moved to right. Southern California. And there was, Facebook was just for the Harvard students or whoever. So mm-hmm. when I got out there, I didn't know how to go about finding where my people was. Mm. Moesha just didn't dawn on me. If I'd have thought about Lamert Park, I would have went straight. I just didn't. <laughs> it ju- I just, I, it, I was, it was too much. Look, I was trying to move. It was too much going on. Went completely over your head. Okay. Right. So, and I know I seen the wood too. I just, whatever. Yeah, it's okay. But I got a job on the north side of LA County, which was, um, so when people talk about the valley, they're talking about mostly the San Fernando Valley, but I lived in the next valley over, which was the San Gabriel Valley, which is where Pasadena is. Mm, this is all Southern California. This is all LA County, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I lived the next, I lived in the town next to Pasadena called Glendale, which you never hear about, but it's bigger than Pasadena and Burbank. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I remember I was working at a, at a, at a small, this agency. And um, there was a, a biracial girl who, in her, she always introduced herself and she would, whenever she would meet other biracial people, she, her claim to fame was being able to, to look at them and tell which parent was black, and which parent was white. Anyway, hmm. that was a big deal for her. Interesting. I, that, I could see that being a skill, but anyway. And she was 100%, she was right 100% of the time. That's interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she came by my desk and I was reading Langston Hughes's The Ways of White Folks. Mm-hmm. And I had, I actually had the desk, the book just sitting on my desk and I was on a call and she came over to ask me a question about a client or something. And she saw the book on my desk and she made this look like, it looked to me that she was offended by the title. Mm the ways of white folks Mm -hmm. and she says what's this and I said oh it's just something I'm reading and she said is this supposed this author supposed to be a big deal or something Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I said Langston Hughes Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. she said yeah who is he Mm -mm, no no ma'am and I looked at her nope now let me say she grew up in Pasadena and we have heard of Pasadena in Atlanta Mm-hmm. which makes me think that Pasadena is a generally you know without knowing anything else it would make me think that it's a pretty decent sized city you know it ain't like Oshkosh Wisconsin and nothing like that you right. know right. I'm thinking that you know the educational system there should be relatively yeah. robust yeah 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 it ain't no rinky dink town so why is this sister coming to me talking about she who is Langston Hughes mm-hmm. and like, and the fact that she's a sister is one thing well well, Sister her mother adjacent. was white and she didn't know her father, but she still grew up in Pasadena. Where is black people in Pasadena? But in a, um, see, let me let you go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, I was younger and, and not as considerate back then. And I said, black people in California don't know their culture. And then she was really offended, which, well, you know, if somebody said that to me, I probably would have been offended too. But she didn't know her culture. I'm sorry. But she was like, what do you mean? And I said, I just hear a lot of comments like the one you're making Langston Hughes is canon how a white well, person don't even know who Langston Hughes is let alone is anybody saying. else Langston Hughes is not even like I mean he's canonical and actually you know like in literature in literature in general Period. like black people who really bound it in literature don't really rock with Langston Hughes like exactly that. exactly 
But that's how much we know about Langston Hughes is that when you really know about Langston Hughes, like you like F Langston right. Hughes, you know right. what I'm saying? Right. right, right, exactly. Like why do white people always want to teach Langston Hughes? They just type? always obsessed with Langston Hughes. So how right. don't you? Right. So like <sighs> the fact that you don't know him and, and just the general trying to pretend like they're not racist white people is going to teach you Langston Hughes. Exactly. So I don't understand why you don't know who Langston Hughes is. Bless it. Fast forward. Mm, six years, 2011, 2012, I went to college to get my teaching certificate. Mm-hmm. And I finished in December. I don't know what it is with me finishing these educational degrees in December and then not being able to have a job until August. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's where I am now. So I yeah, took I a couple of extra cl- uh, classes mm-hmm. so that I wouldn't have to start paying my student loans back that spring. So I was taking a class on short stories and one of my professors, she very much reminded me of Paula Dean. She was my short stories instructor. A professor. A professor. Okay. There were three black people in the class. Um, Don't ask me how. And this was at Long Beach State or California State Long Beach, however you want to say it. And there were three other black people in the class. The class was jam-packed, probably about 35 or 40 students. And... We read a short story every week. And this week we were reading Everyday Use by Alice Walker. Okay. Now, Everyday Use is not a story I expect everybody to know. Okay. If you're an English teacher and you're Black, you should know Everyday Use by Alice Walker. Mm-hmm. Um, but in reading the story, I felt like one of the primary characters reminded me very much of Beneath the Younger from A Raisin in the Sun. Mm-hmm. And actually, when you do some reading on everyday use, you will find that other people have made the same comparison to mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Beneath the Younger mm-hmm. in A Raisin in the Sun. Well, I got to class late that day. So apparently one of the other Black dudes in class had already made the comment that this girl reminded him of Beneath the Younger. Mm-hmm. Well, I came into class late and I made the Baby same trip. comment okay. that this girl reminded me of Beneath the Younger, a raisin in the sun. Mm-hmm. Do I tell you this white woman blew up on me? I mm. am so sick of you all making your obscure references. You're going to talk about stuff that other people know about or don't talk at all. Excuse me? Well, first of all, ma'am, I'm going to need you to come down. So then I said, <laughs> he <laughs> said obscure. And I looked at him and then I said, a raisin in the sun is not obscure. Now, granted, I don't think Puffy's movie had come out yet. But even without Puffy's movie, Langston Hughes wrote that poem in response to that play. A raisin in the sun. And you're a professor. You're a professor of literature and you specialize in short stories. I'm scratching my eyes like people can see me anyway. Okay, continue. But all this just goes right back to the need the need to teach these things. Mm-hmm. Ironically, mm-hmm. the story was called Everyday Use. This is what we think about the things that Black people produce. Right. They should be of everyday use. Right. right. So, yeah, and then I get to, I become a teacher. Fast forward another three, four years. One of my assignments my first day of the year, my first day of school is activity. I require students to pick a quote. And I pull numerous um, literary quotes 
Yeah, they're all literary quotes from Black, white, Native American, Asian, Hispanic, just people. Mm-hmm. And I have the students illustrate the quote. They make a poster, you know, with the with the 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 quote as the theme, and then they have to go and write an essay, like three or four paragraphs, just so I can get a sense of how they write. First mm-hmm. day of school, right? They mm-hmm. hate me because they got a paper. On you the got first a day. real assignment, right? <laughs> Way to endear yourself to the students, but don't ask me to remember. Don't ask me what the quote was, but. I think the the quote was by Bill Cosby. I think it's been since removed from my quote list. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this was 2013. Like this was the Will Smith. Uh, no, the Men in Black. Like the pen in front of your face. Yes. The light thing. Okay. Yes. So the quote was by Bill Cosby, and this young lady was she just looking for something to say, and she said. Bill Cosby said whatever the quote was and you know Bill Cosby is real old he probably knew Martin Luther King and both of them helped free the slaves Mm. 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 I think I posted about this on Facebook back Mm. then because I was so Mm. blowed by this girl saying Martin Luther King and Bill Cosby help free the slaves she just didn't want to do the assignment she i'm I'm not i'm I'm not accepting that she just she just she was tired of you and that was her way of saying it that's what i'm saying something along those lines because no Mm -hmm. so yeah uh this is why i know that we have to incorporate black history in education every day yeah yeah i mean because again you know we've heard and you you we see the stuff we see how many people don't know this stuff and Mm -hmm. and even to this day you know children talk about world history that they learn in school even at the advanced placement level it's still basically european history with like you know a couple of days worth of um african or african-american history Mm -hmm. thrown in like Mm -hmm. sprinkled in like seasoning dude from a few years ago so yeah the salt guy the salt guy mm-hmm. <laughs> salt bay that's what that was his name so um yeah so we 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 unfortunately we have to continue to do it but i hope we will keep pushing to a point that um oh man that was even funny a few years ago when my son wrote the this he was in sixth grade <laughs> he wrote some essay I'll tell you about it another time, but basically the point of his essay in sixth grade was telling the administration that they needed to incorporate more Black history into their curriculum. Yo, child. Yeah. Yes, your little mini Huey, that's what you call them. We, we got to pray on little Huey. <laughs> but, but, you know, like they, kids, people, I don't want to say kids, but mm-hmm. people need it. But I think the kids now, it seems like they're more... Um, they're more aware of the fact that that's a deficit that they're facing. So I'm going to try to tuck in my grinchiness, but I am going to still be like Black History 365, you know, forever. And it's funny that you say that about LA because Oakland was a different story altogether. But that's I did not know day. this until recently. I did not Girl, know that. Oakland don't play no games. 
but I did. But see, the thing is, Oakland has built into LA. And I think that the error in me saying to this girl in Pasadena that Black people in LA don't know their history is that their parents or grandparents left the South or left the East or left the Midwest, Mm -hmm. you know, before or during the Civil Rights Movement. These are the children of the warmth of other suns. <laughs> yeah. I have the book on my shelf, but I still haven't finished reading it. My bad. Maybe I'll pull it out tonight. But um, black, while Blackness there, we, you know, we, we are connected. Those are cousins, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're all connected. But I think the culture there is just different. That doesn't excuse them from not knowing from knowing who Langston Hughes is, but yeah, 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 no, that's a different level. But I mean, seriously, like the culture there is just different. But like, my kids' godfather, like younger. Let me interject. My kids' godfather from Pasadena, so he would take exception to us that blaming. Comment. Yeah, he would take it because he and he was an English teacher before well, he became a principal. I know that that, pro- that exactly problematic. So, I, I know that it was problematic. <laughs> let me own that now, okay? Because right, the girl would listen to this and be like, "What the?" Yes, the girl looked at me sideways and I was like, you know, I I am one of these people that gets mad when other people try to diminish folks' blackness, okay? So let me start with that. The comment Mm -hmm. was wrong, okay? (laughs) But I think that there is a difference because, first of all, a lot of my students when I was out there, these are not descendants of American of black American slaves right we mm-hmm. have I have kids who are um their parents are Belizean mm-hmm. or from Guyana mm-hmm. a much more diverse community and everybody out there black ain't southern black or you know their pa- great-grandparents weren't slaves same thing if you go to the northeast you know mm-hmm. you can go to a lot of places in the northeast and most of the black folks are going to be Trini or Dominican or Jamaican or free, you know, whatever. This would take us down a whole different road because I end up having exceptions with that whole thing too, because we act like the ship only came to the Americas. And it didn't. It it stopped in other places. Well, but I'm saying it's it's, all blackness. It's all blackness and it's been slaves in other places. It's been slaves in other places, but when we're talking about American culture, correct. There are people who are descended from africa who mm-hmm. came through different passages mm-hmm. y'all came across the middle passage but then there was a bunch of different passages after it was the middle a, passage right and yeah. so we spread out to lots of different places and that is my point we're yeah, saying the same thing I, we were just saying it coming from different angles okay so i'm saying that the, the blackness is spread right and this mm-hmm. it's, and which is what these ados people which i still haven't stopped to figure out what the hell they talking about and there's yeah there's something called the diaspora there, yes, so I need they. I, I think so. That they okay, well, we're talking that. about reparations, it's a whole other topic, but just we we from everywhere, right? right? right. And so right. it's all consuming and it's blackness in different forms, mm-hmm. okay? And so at root, we're the same people, but and at heart, we're the same people, but it's presented in different ways in different places. 
So yeah, so you see a representation of Blackness out there that is different than what I was accustomed to seeing mm-hmm. here. And they don't even have HBCUs in California. So have, that's, no, HBCUs stop at like Texas. I think yeah, I mean, one in like Colorado or something like that. It was that. a Southern thing. Like we know the whole history of that, mm-hmm. but I, I think that that contributes to some of their that issues absolutely out there. So contributes anyway. to it. But the, <laughs> And the thing is, I think part of... And, I don't think that a lot of the people who the social justice warriors who are up on the movement, I think part of the thing that will help us in understanding blackness and recognizing racism Mm -hmm. is incorporating this stuff into curriculum as a standard and not just for black folks. I need to know more about Native American history and let's not act like the yeah. Chinese wasn't out here making railroads and let's not act like the, the Mexicans and other Hispanic uh, center uh, Hispanic cultures weren't building out America over there too. We yeah. all contributed right mm-hmm. in a different way and you know mm-hmm. as Black folks mean what we might want to say we built this and maybe we were key. We were key mm-hmm. in the development of this country but a lot of the things that we say, a lot of the jargon that we use comes from other cultures that were mm-hmm. also here at the same time. Although we did build it for free though, but we was the only ones who did it for free. We, we were the ones who did it for free. <laughs> but we weren't the only one, but and we, we were the only ones who as a whole did it for free. Other people, yes. some of them received pain, some of them didn't. They, they took advantage things. of everybody that wasn't like that. Because even then, back then, if you was Italian, if you was Polish, you wasn't white then either. Yeah, you know, yeah, so, yeah. you know, and I'm not yeah. trying to equate, and I'm not yeah. trying to rank. I'm just saying. Yeah, I would agree with that. But they did get people things that been, we did not get. But that they got things to a whole get, different. And they were able to adapt in a way we weren't able to adapt. Correct. And who was the. Or assimilate uh, in a way we weren't able to who assimilate. Who was the congressman this week who said that he told everybody, let's run over here so we can blend in? I don't know. Oh, you missed that, that one? Yeah, I missed that. I had to kind of tune out for a minute. Although I saw Jeffrey's reading people for filth. I did catch that one. Oh, I sure. saw that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there was a representative uh, from Minnesota earlier this week who, during the insurrection on January 6th, he shouted, y'all follow me. We're going to run over to the Republican side of of the the area whatever you call this area that they sit in so we can blend in so they gonna think we're all republicans and then in the midst of that he realized oh sure this is privilege the black people not gonna be able to blend in yeah tim scott didn't get that memo though no but anyway no (laughs) the point being that you know the Polish and the right. Jewish and blend the in. Italians were able to, at some point, assimilate mm-hmm. and blend in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that we did not have the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. I told you earlier that I feel like all of this American history, rather than um, teaching bits and pieces and starting from the beginning, every grade level, they need to teach like 50 years, every grade, every grade, mm-hmm. movie, elementary school all the way to eighth grade and if that's we just created a few years back common core standards if that's something that's common and adopted nationwide then doesn't matter where you grow up because you're gonna get it all exactly as we all should anyway as we all should you know black history month women's history all of this stuff you know native american history it's history it's all history 
January 1st to December 31st every yeah. year. 365. Anita Baker said 365 days. Why you got to try to sing to us every week? Same old history, baby. Every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I could turn I your mic off. Tina, <laughs> <laughs> you are so rude. I am. <laughs> I own it. <laughs> anyway Dina you got an outro for these people I got an outro because even though it's so funny because I chose this outro because of its relevance to the topic as usual mm-hmm. but hell it's just relevant in every way right now Okay. anyway but this is one of my favorite rappers Kendrick Lamar love me some K-Dot that's Isaac's so. favorite rapper. My son. Really? I love Kendrick Lamar. K-Dot is him and Jermaine Cole. Those are my dudes right there. Mm-hmm. Those are my new school dudes. What did you but, think um, of Up? I, 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 need to, I need to sit with it for a bit. I mean, it's catchy. <laughs> did you like the video? It's, I haven't watched it yet. You watched the video? I my, haven't watched it. My ass stayed up Friday oh, night okay. and put YouTube on the TV oh. and watched the video at 12 o'clock. She gonna give you visuals. So oh, I need to... she definitely did. Yeah, My favorite is the copy you... table that she's laying on top of. You'll have to see it. Go okay. watch it. Moving okay. on with K Dot. What you say? Okay. So yeah, K Dot. K Dot said we're gonna be all right. So that's that's okay. that's what that's what we're going with. All right. So you 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 tell me when to go. So I love it. I love it. So on that note, folks, um, that's gonna wrap up our show. Uh we're going to ask you, as per usual, to share your favorite episode with a friend and another friend. Share two. Mm-hmm. Share, share a right. Check us out on our social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram and the Twitters. I think somebody updated the Facebook page this week. What? Uh-huh. I was like, oh, I got a notification. I was like, oh, I said, I'm slack. I'm slack. And I got, I'm glad I got somebody pulled up my slack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, people. And Dina, you have anything to add? Um, keep wearing your mask. Keep yeah. washing your hands. Wear your mask. Wash your hands and like double up on your mask. Mm-hmm. Right. Double up on your mask. Yeah. Do it. Auntie Dion said, "Use a good sense, guy." Game. Yes, please. Even to borrow somebody else's sense if he ain't give you enough. <laughs> um, but you know, we gonna be alright. Yes. <laughs> y'all go be great. Go be great, y'all. When I say when you know we've been hurt, been down before. Nigga, when our pride was low, looking at the world like where do we go? Nigga, and we hate popo. Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure. Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door. My knees getting weak and my gun might blow.